tell you the um when i was doing the army display at the stampede and a bunch of goth teens came up to us no i mean we're talking now 20 years ago you know, sure. the army does a display at the stampede and so we bring the ambulance and of course you know it's a sea of cowboy hats and denim and plaid shirts and you know girls and daisy dukes and the whole nine yards and out of the midst of this comes this black cloud of like half a dozen goth kids and it was funny because they're just walking along but it was so obvious to see like it was like a black cloud moving through the through the throngs and they came over to talk to us they're actually the nicest kids uh some of the nicest people we talked to but it was just really funny that they had decided we're going to the stampede but screw this cowboy crap yeah (laughs) (laughs) black head to toe with the nail polish and the and the eyeliner and the lipstick the guys and the girls it was hilarious um they were super super nice but it was just really funny to see this this black cloud of goth coming at you through through the uh through the haze of cowboy cosplay pretty that's too funny so yeah it was it was pretty cool man i don't care what uh, anyone says goths and like seen kids and metalhead like some of them are just the nicest people you're ever going to bump into you know that people are people right so let's do the Adams family. I still got my uh, my goth makeup on. It's running a little bit because it's freaking hot. Yeah, that room is toasty. <sighs> it is. Um, unfortunately, I can't keep the window open because Bow Trail's right out the window. So yeah. Do you ever hear me when I go by? I always make sure to lay on the horn anytime I go past your place. You're kidding, right? No. Seriously. Seriously. Like in the middle, like in the middle of the night. Yeah, it'll be like three in the morning, going up Bow Trail, going past your place, and I'll flick on the siren. You bastard. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> We're done. You're done. Bastard. I wake up at 3.30 in the morning. You're robbing me of 30 minutes. Of, you prick. Yeah, I'm not impressed. Okay, let's get, uh, let's move on with this next one, shall we, before, I'm a, before I have to do something nasty for which you will require the use of an ambulance. Um Anyway, moving on. Yeah. So we're doing the Adams family. We are. We are. All of them individually. Oh, every last one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, that was horrible. Uh, So it was created. It initially started as a cartoon in the New Yorker. It was written by Charles Adams. Mm -hmm. The show itself that we're doing, which is the original uh, 1960s black and white sitcom, was done by David Levy. It only ran for two seasons, 64 to 66. But it put out 64 episodes, 32 32 episodes per season. That's a lot. 32 episodes Uh, per year. That's wow. That's 20 weeks off. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot. I I, I guess it's a little easier because there's only like a few sets. Yeah, you've Uh, got a couple of different rooms. And then everything else looks pretty generic. Yeah. You know, um, it's but they pulled it off. So whatever. Uh, it was on ABC. It starred John Aston as Gomez, Carolyn Jones as Morticia, Lisa Loring as Wednesday. The original idea of the cartoon is it was a satire of the post-war, you know, post-Second World War American mm-hmm. nuclear family. Right. I actually looked up some of the comics. It's very typical for the New Yorker. It's very droll. It's uh, okay. you know, it is. I mean, look, the New Yorker is not for it's not for Luke and Bo Duke. Let me put it to no. you that way. 
<laughs> you know, it is what it is. The show is an ABC sitcom in the 1960s. It takes no risks. It is not sexy in any way. It is not gory in any way. It is not. It's macabre only in the the silliest sense. Yeah. In many ways, it's less intense than the Legend of Sleepy Hollow Disney version from the 40s. Yeah. You know, it is there. There's nothing racy about no um, about the Adams family. Yeah. I mean, this show has been like so first of all, there was the comic book. There was the mm-hmm. TV series we're doing. There was a cartoon in 1973. There were the two movies in the 90s, which is, I think, where most people are familiar with the Adams family. Yeah. Where Raul Julia played Gomez and Angelica Houston played Morticia. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, those are still two of the best. Like those yeah. two are the best too, but they drip sexuality. Oh, hundred um, percent. Like there's a, um, there's a myth that the writer of the script of the first Adams family movie wrote a note saying the primary motivation for Gomez and Morticia is they want to do nothing but have sex all the time. I believe and that. <laughs> that turns out to be a myth. The, the writer says, no, that's not a, that is not a, a note I ever wrote in the script. But you watch these two on screen, and it's so obvious these two want to do nothing but bang. Absolutely. Uh, but it worked because they didn't play it in a gross way. It was a comedy for for teenagers. Yeah. There was a second cartoon in 1992, which I think again I think was based on the movie The Adams Family and Adams Family Values. There was a Broadway musical in 2010. Really? That was nominated for two Tony Awards, so I'm guessing huh. it wasn't terrible. There was a wonderful unofficial YouTube series called Adult Wednesday Adams. Okay. By an actress named Melissa Hunter. You can still find it. Eventually Paramount went after her and said, stop. Yeah. But it's all over YouTube. And it's just these five minute short films about an adult Wednesday Adams sort of making her way in the world. Uh, they're just great. Like one of them were two guys cat caller on the street and she shows up at their house. <laughs> it's amazing. Then there were two animated films in 2019 and 21. Oscar Isaac and Charlize Theron. Okay. And they're actually pretty. I saw the first one. It's okay. It's fine. It's a little goofy. Like uh, Uncle Fester has a big tattoo on his back that says "No regrets." <clears throat> yeah, it's it's that kind of film. You know, it, it's it's got some pop culture references, which means the show's got a shelf life of thirty seconds. Yeah. But it's cute. I mean, it's a modern day animated cartoon. It was fun. And of course, there's the wonderful Wednesday on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, which is why we're doing this, is one of our rules is if we want to do a remake or a reboot, we kind of have to go back to the original source material. Yeah. So this, I honestly think this show may be the most remade of any I can think of, like maybe other than Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek has definitely been seen more series, I suppose, whether yeah, or not you want to classify remakes. that as remakes. They're not. They're just they're um, continuations, whereas this is the same thing over and over again. I'm sure if I sat down for a while and thought about it, we could probably find some others that are at least comparable. But there's nothing off the top of my head that has seen so many regurgitations. Uh, Superman. I mean, it's not a TV uh, show, but. No, but I mean, well, this was a comic. So, yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, Superman, there's all the different movies. There's been like three different TV series. There's the George mm-hmm. Reeve one. There was, I uh, was at Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, mm-hmm. which is just brutally awful. Uh, then there's Superman and Lois, which we're going to do, which is not bad. Yeah. Um, that show's still going. Um, is it really? It is, yeah. Huh. Apparently they just did Doomsday, and apparently they did it quite well. Oh, cool. Uh, they just did Bizarro World, and I, I may actually have to go back. 
I enjoyed it. I, I watched, I think, the first half of the first season. I gave up just because superheroes aren't my thing. Yeah. But I did appreciate it. It was well done. It was attempted. It was an attempt to be more mature and grown up about Superman with a family. But yeah, I think that's probably the only one I can think of. But here is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's eight or nine, you know, different instances. It's a lot. Yeah. Had you ever seen the original show? I I am sure that at some point I had seen one or two of the original 1960s episodes of the Adams family. However, That's what we're doing, yeah. Yeah. My my first introduction to the Adams family would have been the 90s movies. Mm-hmm. Um and that for me too, that is sort of the quintessential depiction of the family in my yeah. mind. Yeah, like Christina Ricci playing Wednesday. Yeah. Um you know, and it's funny, I'm sure as a kid, I saw a rerun. I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. at some point, but it was not my thing, even as a kid. Yeah. Gilligan's Island was my jam from that era. Okay. And we are doing that. We're doing, we're absolutely <laughs> doing that, including, including the original unused pilot. Oh, good. Um, we have to. We absolutely yeah. have to. But yeah, even for me, as much as I wasn't really into the movie, I appreciated it. And I actually mm-hmm. watched it. After I watched this episode, I, wa- I went and watched, or at least I watched about half of it anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, I think for most people, Raul, Julia, and Ange- Angelica Houston are, they are Gomez and Morticia. Yeah. But this is what happens when you get two A-list, serious, dramatic actors mm-hmm. and say, chew the scenery, go yeah, for just, it. Just go absolutely wild. Yeah. And, and like, they obviously we're not talking about it but they do they just sell these characters to the moon mm. and back and it's oh yeah phenomenal like it's it's interesting going back and watching the original show because you can yeah. see the kernels of where this came from yeah you can see how it was taken in the movies and said all right turned up to 11 and i love it i i thoroughly enjoyed watching the episode i really yeah, Oh, me too. Because it's a 60s sitcom, there isn't the smoldering sexuality. Mm -hmm. Everyone is a little relaxed. Wednesday is not constantly trying to kill Pugsley. They're actually quite (laughs) friendly with each other. Because that was sort of the running joke of the movie. She's always trying to kill him. Like at one point in the, I still remember from the movie where Wednesday is walking through the kitchen with a knife and Morticia stops her. Wednesday, is that for Pugsley? Yes, mother. You know better. She takes the knife and hands a meat cleaver. Like it's... (laughs) But you could never have pulled that off in the 60s. There is no way. You know, the characters in the show are very different. Gomez is kind of in his own world. Mm -hmm. Morticia is only interested in her plants. Neither of them seems especially interested in their kids at all. I Um, don't know. I I would disagree with that. Really? Yeah, I think that, I mean, yes, they kind of live in their own little world, but... As soon as uh, as soon as Wednesday comes back, like and even in going to school, they're yeah. very concerned with letting their children away from them and what is going to be taught to them in I the guess. wide open world. And as soon as she comes back upset from school, they go to the point of having the school board change the curriculum. Like, I think they're very right, invested yeah, I, in their children. But I think that's because that's the plot of the episode. Like mm-hmm. one thing I noticed is that one of the underlying things of the family is either they don't understand why the normals are so weird. Mm-hmm. Or they're not noticing that. Yeah. It's almost like they're in a different scene than the normals. Like they're in two different dimensions that only sort of cross. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, one thing I I noticed, I, I made, like, I was taking notes as I wrote, as I watched this. And I, I know, the first note I had was, we are introduced to the Adams family by a normal person, the truancy mm-hmm. officer. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to allowing us to experience the Adams family's weirdness against ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, which is very typical for the sixties and frankly, the seventies and eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um, the more modern approach and certainly, certainly the way they did it with Wednesday is they allow us to accept the family on our terms to like, you know, to like them because we see ourselves in them differently. You look at them one way. I look at them at another. We see what we like out of the family and we appreciate that they're not constantly flogging you with. They're not normal. They're not normal. They're not normal. Um, and this show is all about, here's a normal person, a truancy officer. And we experience everything that the Adams family has to, has to show us through his normal point of view. Which I guess is kind of the point of the car- of the comic, right? Was yeah. skewering the the generic Leave It to Beaver nuclear family. Mm-hmm. I watched the movie specifically to see how they introduced the family, and they did it very differently because it's the '90s. The first time we see the family, they're about to pour boiling oil on a group of Christmas carolers, and then which I fully support. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Okay, not really, but, and then we get to see them through their, we get to see the family through the lawyer's eyes and the lawyer is quote unquote normal, but a, he's a, he's a scumbag. He's a thief, but also he is not shocked by anything he sees because he's been their family lawyer for years. Yeah. So he's not at all shocked by what he sees, but it's a standard thing. It's, I mean, look, how did we learn about the entire star Wars universe through the eyes of a farm kid, Mm -hmm. right? How do we learn about the wizarding world through Harry Potter, someone who doesn't belong and yet does. That's a very standard storytelling method. So I, I can't hold it against them that they use that. No. Is is it boring? Sure. Is it effective? Eh. Absolutely. It is. It, you need you need your grounding. Well, no, you don't. Let me let me rephrase that in this storytelling style. It uses your grounding in this world through your surrogate character. Yeah. Yeah. Other shows in Star Trek, they live in a weird, wacky world mm-hmm. uh, universe, and you just have to accept it. Here, the Adams family live in our world. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Look how weird they are. And it's normal to them, but they're almost oblivious to the fact that they are utterly abnormal. But again, like I said, it's it's fine that they introduce the family this way. Look, we're talking about the 1960s. We're talking about a kid's show. Yeah. And it is very much a kid's show. I mean, yeah, I'm sure the fa- I'm sure there are, you know, there, there would be people who had read the, the New Yorker who might watch this and be amused. But the comedy is, is not as cutting as it would be in the New Yorker because the New Yorker is made for a more sophisticated audience. Yeah, it's, it's meant for, you know, upper crust adults who want something droll and not bludgeon you over the head comedy. Yeah, like to give you an example, uh, my favorite New Yorker comment was a uh, comic was a picture of a. Uh, two, it's at a restaurant and there's two people sitting at one table and at the other table, there's just this puff of smoke and the, uh, the waiter says, it is my understanding that he ordered both the pasta and antipasta. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't get that, move on. Right. But yeah. if you're reading the magazine, you get the joke. Exactly. Um, it was a, it wasn't like high brow, but it was higher brow, certainly higher brow than the show. Oh yeah. By, by leaps and bounds, the, the show is the, like the comedy is these people are weird. They're functional in their own weirdness. They're not they're not a dysfunctional family in no. the slightest. No, they're a very uh, loving family. Absolutely. And it's the comedy comes with them interacting with normal people. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, you, you see that with the parents interacting with the truancy officer and yeah. Wednesday and Pugsley coming home from school and talking about these heinous things that they're reading about in, in Grimm's yeah. fairy tales. Yeah. Um, the the, the rich and yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Morticia breeding carnivorous plants that try and murder people and yeah. fester. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's funny. It's very funny. Start to finish. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it for what it is because I grew up with a lot of reruns. Like, like I'm, I'm Gen X. I'm 48. Yeah. I grew up in an era when movies tended to be about older people as opposed to kids. Mm-hmm. And a lot of reruns, you would like, they would rerun shows from the fifties and sixties and seventies, half the cartoons when CJ and I did those, those Saturday morning cartoon episodes for, we came from the eighties. Yeah. Half of the shows were from before we were born. We're, I was used to shows like this. So for me, I can appreciate it for what it is. I wonder if they put the show on Netflix, whether anyone would watch it. I, I would bet that there would be a lot of people who would watch at least part of it. Yeah. uh, Who've seen Wednesday and go, Oh, here's the original TV series. I'll throw on a few episodes here and there. That's um, what I think. Yeah. For the, for the context of it. But even for me, you know, whether I would, well, I suppose we'll get to that at the end, but at the end of the day, like it's, it's still just quality TV. Yeah. You know, I could see myself not doing a straight run through the series. Yeah. Uh, 64 episodes is a lot. That is, it is a lot to get through, but I can see myself randomly picking five of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. You know, and it's like, it's fun. The, the sets are well-made. I actually saw a picture, a color picture of the set. Oh, really? And it's so garish. It has to be to stand out. To have the contrasts. Yeah. It's just like the shower scene in Psycho. Yeah. They use, for the blood, they use chocolate sauce. Mm-hmm. Because actual blood, like, or no, not actual blood, but like red whatever, mm-hmm. fake blood, didn't show up in black and white. Hmm. And because he very specifically chose to film in black and white, he had to, you have to use... You have to be an expert in what this color looks like on screen. Right. So you become you become like a cinematographers and set designers and costume designers become like a walking conversion table. Yeah. This color will look like this. How do you want it to look in the end? Okay, I got to paint it this. Interesting. And so it's this bizarre. You should look it up. It's it's a very bizarre set. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a weird set anyway, but the paint job is funky. I'll definitely have to have a look at this when we're yeah. done. But it looks good. Like the the it's very clearly a sixty sitcom. Right. They grab bits and pieces from, you know, the CBS or sorry, the ABC back lot. I'll take this chair and all that looks cool. And I yeah. was using a vampire movie forty years ago. Let's grab that. <laughs> and but you know what? Even the Adams Family movies did that. I recognized the straight back chairs they ate dinner at. Uh, oh, yeah. They were used in an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, a third season episode called Devil's Do. Really. Um, I recognize every time those goddamn chairs show up is why they're in storage. So if you're looking for a really cool, creepy looking chair, you go to that. You know, that makes sense. Uh, oh, yeah. There are plenty of you watch enough movies, you watch enough TV shows, you can start to recognize. I remember that, you yeah. know. So this thing was clearly put together on just, you know, going on a bender in the uh, in the props department at ABC. Oh. And that's fine. I think that that probably adds to some of the charm of it, though, the the eclectic nature of the house and the the mashing together of of styles and decor. Yeah, 
provides this way to contextually convey like that this house is chaotic. Everything yeah. about this family is chaotic. And the interesting thing is if you watch the movie, there is actually a style to the house. Mm-hmm. But here there is not. Like you say, it's chaos. I hadn't thought of that. It is very chaotic. Now, part of that is they were on a budget and it's y- yeah. <laughs> a 60 sitcom. But it works. It totally it works. It's enough that, you know, had I, should I ever find myself with access to the show, I may say, you know what? I want to do like a 60s night. I'm going to do an episode of this and an episode of that. And you know what? I promise you Adam's family would find its way onto it. Yeah. I happen to know someone who's enamored of Wednesday, the the Netflix show and was looking for this because she wants to now just absorb everything Adam's family. Okay. But like I, I warned her, I said, nothing will be like this. Wednesday is a particularly clever show that's Mm -hmm. designed to appeal to a 2023 audience. And it's why it works. It's amazing. But you're not going to find that anywhere else because the only other Wednesday who really makes a mark is Christina Ricci yeah. in the movies. And she is, she's amazing. It's um, incredible, incredible acting by yeah. Christina Ricci in those, uh, in those two nineties films. Here, the here Wednesday is just a kid. There's nothing. I mean, we don't really have a chance to figure it out no. it is after all the pilot, but yeah. You, you don't get much. You know that she dresses in all black. She's yeah. very affectionate to the truant officer. Yeah. And then she gets upset when a dragon gets killed in a book at school. Yeah. So she's very different from the Wednesday that we all kind of know and love of modern day. You know, comparing it to the show we just recorded, Dukes of Hazard, which our audience will have heard by now, they made sure you understood every character. Yeah. Of course, they had twice the time. But here we... We sort of know who Gomez is. He seems very distracted. Yep. Morticia is very distracted until it's a problem with her kids, and then she's right on it. Mm-hmm. Fester, I don't know much about him, and the Morticia's mother, she's always meant to be sort of a background weirdo. She's never yeah. meant to be a main character. No. Lurch is just Lurch. Lurch is just Lurch, uh, and the thing is just thing. Yeah. Of course, because the cheapness of the show thing is literally just a dude hiding under a table. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the, in the, you know, in the movie and the, you know, it's literally this hand that runs around and that's cute. It's funny in the, in the new cartoon movies with Oscar Isaac and Charlie's Theron, they show you how they find Lurch. He's, uh, they find him on the side of the road. He's an escapee from a mental asylum. Oh, really? Uh, it's cute. It's, it's pretty funny. Uh, let's take him along. <laughs> so they give him a butler's uniform. I just remember that the actor who played Lurch in the 90s movies played Mr. Hom, Loaxana Troy's manservant. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to find some super tall guy. And yeah. the one who plays Lurch in this one, he was in an original Star Trek series episode called What Are Little Girls Made Of? He played this massive robot named Rock. Huh. Um, R-O-C. You'll yeah. recognize him the minute you see him. He's, he wears, it looks like a shiny version of a Count Dracula cape, and he's um, bald with these pitted eyes. It's in the it's the episode where um, Nurse Chapel goes to see her uh, her fiancé, and it turns out in the end he's a robot. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Rock's the one who kills people. Yeah, yeah. it's the same actor. Because okay. I mean, how many actors are like six foot ten and, yeah. you know, thin? <laughs> and face like a brick. Exactly. But I, I did enjoy the show. And like I said, I would I would watch another episode, maybe two. Yeah. I, I think that I'm I think I'm in a similar boat. It's it's not that it's 
it doesn't make me want to go back and watch the whole series. It mm-hmm. does remind me how endearing the Adams family as a cast of characters is. Yes. It, it really reminds me like, oh yeah, no, this is this is meant to be in my mind, the 60s show aspires to be the 90s movies, um, but couldn't due to the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, somewhere between the the cartoons and the comics, rather, and yeah. the, the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, I did not see the 1973 cartoon, which I assure you was dialed down a notch, if anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two movies in the 90s are their own thing. The second cartoon in 92 was probably just as, quote unquote, intense as those movies were. Oh, surely. The second series, I'm guessing, was just dead on arrival that it only lasted one season. The Broadway musical I can't speak to. Wednesday Adams is is as cl- like it's it's its own take, but it's a very good one. You should like I said, you should go onto YouTube, type in adult Wednesday Adams. It's very good. The animated movies th- that came out, they are very much like the original. They're goofy. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday Ad- Wednesday is, you know. It's very much made for our era. I think it's amazing. But this show is cool. I think so, too. I think cool is just a good way to put it. It's a it's a good family who are oddballs. Yeah. And that's 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 the whole point. That's the whole shtick of it. Yeah. A good uh, family that are oddballs. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for 60s sitcoms. Some, yeah. Some of them. Um, <laughs> 50s sitcoms are very rough. Mm-hmm. Um. They're very simple. 70s sitcoms get intelligent, as we'll see with All in the Family and the Jeffersons and Barney Miller and, and Welcome Back, Cotter, all of which we're doing. The 60s, it's just, it's pablum, but it's not, it's, I mean, this show isn't dumb. No. Then there's no. My Mother, the Car. That's the other end of the Yeah, scale. okay, yeah. that's dumb. <laughs> we're doing that. We're doing that because I don't like you, especially <laughs> after finding out you you ring the, your goddamn ambulance sirens three in the morning, you bastard. <laughs> So now I can get this goth makeup off and get out of these Daisy Dukes. And yeah, it's been a hell of a day for you for getting prepared for this, huh? Yeah, no kidding. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky, the Adams family. The house is a museum, when people come to see them, they really are a scream, the Adams family. Neat, sweet, petite. So get a witch's shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on, we're gonna pay a call on, the Adams family. (laughs) 